Episode of movies that make us i'm jake i'm tracy and i'm val and we are in march this is Yay! our first episode of march we nice. made it through february february is the opposite of january january mm-hmm. feels like it lasts three years and then february feels like it lasts two days yes i don't know how it works that way <laughs> time is weird that's absolutely but, true though yeah yeah but but we're in March and we're starting March out the same way that the studios are starting March out because we're starting it out with Creed. And we're Yay! going to be talking about some Creed movies and we are so excited. I think all of us are big fans of the Rocky mm-hmm. series franchise mm-hmm. and the Creed movies. Uh, so this should be a lot of fun. So if you were coming here for this episode expecting some super critical analysis of everything wrong with Creed, Obviously, listen to our show before because we don't do that <laughs> anyway. But we're definitely not going to do that with Creed. I found <laughs> something a little devastating today about Creed that Uh-oh. I didn't know, and I was rewatching the Creed for this episode. And Dave came in, and he hasn't seen the Creed movies. I don't know how I've let this happen. I don't know. What? I thought he had seen them because I own them and I watched them a lot and he hasn't seen Creed one. He's seen bits and pieces of Creed two. And mm. I'm like, well, you're going to need to get on that. Cause we're going to Creed three. Obviously we've seen it by now. We're pre-recording yeah. this. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, wearing all the same clothes we wore last episode. Yeah. You'll, you'll notice <laughs> um, we may have pre-recorded this the same day we did uh, no time to die. Um, and I appreciate that. Most of you that have listened for a while, you understand that these two guys are great. They do this for me because I travel a lot. And uh, currently, as you're listening to this episode, I'm flying home from Florida um, right now. But yeah, so um, I don't know how I've let this happen. And then Dave said, well, let me go ahead and tell you how this works. Somebody punches, somebody misses the punch, then somebody gets hit, somebody falls down and then then somebody has to go and like retrain and then and i'm like i need you to leave i'm gonna need you to get up and leave the room he's walking on some thin ice right there because he knows that this is one of my favorite movie franchises of all time mm-hmm. um and so and i want to let all of you know that you should know that if you've listened to any of the podcasts because if it's rocking Welcome. But if this is your first time, welcome. I am a huge fan of Creed and Rocky, but Creed is my favorite. And so I'm biased. So when you get my grade, understand that it's on a high curve and not this, on like... This movie, is. it deserves to be on a high curve, though. Yeah, I don't, There's I don't think... There's you like, mm, but this one, yeah, this one works. I don't think you're going to find your grade that much higher than ours now yeah. so <laughs> you're not on an yeah. island here <laughs> That's right, uh, i think that i've seen this original creed movie um at least at least eight times since mm-hmm. it's been out um and just watching it even this last time there are things that i i'm noticing for the first time um yeah. because there's there's so many details that they put in these movies that is great yeah. Uh, before we get into Creed, though, 
if you if this is your first time listening or watching thank you welcome we're glad that you're here but if you've watched us many many times and you want even more of us patreon is the place to find it please go and support our patreon we have three different three different levels starting at three dollars a month and going up to twelve dollars a month we're not trying to rob you blind here we just need a little extra support to keep the lights on that's all and we're giving you some good stuff in return so go check out the different levels find the level that works for you and we would love to have you as a supporter most of the new movies that we cover this year will be covered on our patreon uh, and so you'll want to be a part of that so you don't miss those episodes because they are a lot of fun our first one is up it is ant-man and the wasp quantum mania we have let you know some of our thoughts on it through these episodes if you want a whole hour of our thoughts on quantum mania you're going to want to join our patreon is number two going to be creed three number two is going to be creed three and it and is so exciting that's what we're going to be talking about you can listen for less than the cost of a cup of coffee and that's, that's a correct. good deal. It's, it's a great deal. Or your, swig, or your swig. Or your swig. I know some people go daily yeah. to swig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I personally prefer fizz, but swig is fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it has the two Zs. It's a huge thing. So. Yeah. I, uh, but there for you go. This, so join our Patreon. We would for, love for, for you. For those yeah. outside. Oh, yeah. Sierra yeah. List, uh, a.k.a. Starry. Shh. It is starry. Well, it's different, Tracy. It's different. a Sierra Mist. It's so name. Can I have a tall glass of starry, please? They oh. were handing these out like in cases at the end of the NBA crossover they because they didn't want to. Giving out a bunch of the University of yeah. Utah basketball game, too. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because they didn't want to pack them home. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, go go subscribe. It's fun. Yeah. It, it will make it worth it for you. We promise. So, all right creed i don't know what to think of your announcement val i'm still trying to recover I, from that, that what's dave my announcement oh dave dave hasn't oh, seen dave. creed oh. i i thought i that, feel like he's i failed from, him he's from philly isn't he he's yeah. seen all the rocky movies okay he's seen the rocky movies that yeah that, that at least helps. is something and has he was watching the beginning of creed with me um he recognized all the places once you know um so mm-hmm. at the beginning of creed you know, we see Adonis, he's in a, a detention center. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he go. he literally goes from, he lives in LA. And then when he decides he wants to be a fighter full time, he heads out to Philly because he's got to find, he's got to find Rocky. Right. Mm-hmm. So once mm-hmm. he gets to Philly and starts going to a couple of places, I'm like, I walked to these places. And Dave's like, Hey, I've taken you there. And I'm like, I know. Um, but it's very, I love it because when, once you guys see Creed 3 and we're, I can't wait for the Creed 3 conversation because um, it, the way that they bring in the life in LA to the life in Philly and how it has crossed over in episodes from the original Rocky movies all the way to now Um is just really, really cool. Um, and I actually teared up in, I, I cry in every movie cause they're always, there's always like this feel moment. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you've cried in cocaine bear. I mean, I laughed so hard. I probably had some <laughs> tears, but I'm talking about the Creed movies in the, in the Rocky I think, movies. I think she was just talking about this series of movies. Yeah. Tracy, not every movie she's ever seen. He had seen. to bring up cocaine bear one more time. One um, more time. 
But go uh, theaters, watch these movies. <laughs> go see Creed three in theaters. Yeah. See it in theaters. It's it's in IMAX, um, and I'm really excited to see it in the IMAX again. Um, Creed three will probably I will probably see it at least four times in the theater. It's totally worth it. Um, but one of the things that I didn't realize until the last time I saw it, just this last time, is when you have Odonis in LA and he's in the screening room in their big mansion, right? And he mm-hmm. would go over every fight and watch him. And then he gets up in the, the big projector and he's he's fighting. He's not following his dad's footsteps in the fights. No. He's following Rocky's footsteps in the fights. And before, because you see Creed and you see him, but it's almost like he's fighting his dad. He's Mm. fighting himself. And I didn't realize that before because then he does obviously follow in Rocky's footsteps for a little while, but then it comes back around and he's following also in his dad's footsteps. So I think, yeah, I think, you're right. He's, he's following Rocky. And I thought that was interesting, you know, and, and like you say, he's following in Rocky's footsteps. I really in his mind. And I think the reason he seeks out Rocky is because in his mind, he and Rocky are fighting the same fight. Mm-hmm. Rocky from 1976 is fighting the same fight that Adonis is fighting. And that is beating his dad, like overcoming his dad, mm-hmm. fighting his dad. And he's got that weight on his shoulders. Here's the thing. When Creed came out, I love the Rocky movies. Right. Love them. Some of my favorite movies ever. Um, as long as I throw one of them out, they, it is like overall one of my favorite It series. still has one of the best training scenes in it. Sure, but the best is four, but that's me. Yeah. Yes. I four, four has the best training sequence and the best soundtrack. I will yeah. die on that hill. Yep. I don't yep. care what it... Out of the Rocky movies, Creed's Creed's a totally different story, by the way. Creed is totally different soundtrack, totally different style. That's representative of of his character. But when they announced that they were making this movie, I was like, you know, Rocky Balboa was a great finish to the Rocky series. Mm -hmm. Do we need another Rocky movie? What more story is there to be told? If you want to me, if you want to know how to restart or or um redo or reboot reboot that's the word i was trying to think of thank you reboot a franchise that's been done for a while this is a great way to do it Mm -hmm. i think creed just hits the nail on the head it gives you enough of that rocky flavor that you want from the rocky movies but it gives you a whole new story and a whole new character that by the end you care just as much for donnie as you do rocky like when rocky shows up you're like okay great this is a rocky movie i'm in now i'm good with it but by the end it's like rocky could be there or not and i still love this character donnie and in creed 3 there's no rocky i I was gonna say i think they passed the torch all the way i think this is one of the best performances from stallone ryan coogler really gets because when you think of of stallone you get uh, you you know what you're getting. It's like Schwarzenegger. It's like you know. There's not a lot of nuance to a lot of what Stallone does, but he does in this in this movie. You get some of that loneliness. You get that pain. You get the regret. You but you get the excitement of retraining. And to me, it's probably Stallone's best performance out of any of the any of the movies. I, there's yeah. just quietness to him. That I, I I'm excited to see if that carries over in a, in, in an unrelated way, but. 
with Harrison Ford in the new Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, I want to see the kind of that aging warrior that we talked about it with Bond, yeah. you know, that face that has experienced so much. Um, and I got to say, I love the fact that Ryan Coogler is or was a film student at USC, writes the Fruitvale, Fruitvale Station, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. grew up on the Rocky movies and has the audacity to write a new Rocky movie and go pitch it to Stallone and and get it. And to go from the Fruitvale Station to taking on a Rocky movie, I mean, that's a huge, mm -hmm. huge, huge. Yeah. He nails it. The directing in this, yeah. this fight cinematography, this is some of my favorite fight cinematography ever because when they're in the ring, especially in the early fights, it's all in one take. Mm -hmm. And it's, we talked about this a little bit with um, in our Bond episode where it's this dance with the camera and the, and the actors. And it's so hard when you're doing fight scenes, especially in boxing, because you want the guy who's throwing the punch with his back to the camera because then you can't really tell where the punch lands and the other guy's got to sell it. But the camera's moving around while the boxers are moving around. And to make that fight still seem believable and not seeing the 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 miss is just incredible. They're not really fighting, Tracy? I think in some of the shots they actually did hit. Because there's a couple of shots where like, it goes slow-mo and you see his lips go to this side of his face. Oh, wait till you see three. I oh mean, my <laughs> gosh, I... I <laughs> We are, we're, we're so excited. And by the time this comes out, we'll have seen three. Uh, yes. And you'll you'll at least have seen our But I have been such a good girl. You've been Because great. I am holding on to so much. And I love, because I you were so nervous going into three. Oh, like, you were so, so nervous. nervous. And to be so excited about what you saw and just not saying anything. You kept the spoilers to an absolute I, minimum zero. So props to you, Val. I, and what I've appreciated... Val isn't devastated. So the movie must not have sucked. <laughs> and so that's a good thing because um, historically speaking, threes in these kinds of series aren't uh -huh. the strongest in the series. Like Rocky three is not as strong as Rocky and Rocky two. Yeah. It's not as bad as Rocky five, but it's. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, Creed two is still my favorite Creed movie. Really? Um, but we'll talk about in Creed 3 why. Because okay. I can't, I'll, I mean, I'll talk, when we talk Creed 2, mm -hmm. I'll tell you yep. the reasons why I love that movie, but I can't tell you Without all the reasons until we get to Creed 3. Yet another reason to join our Patreon so you can listen to Creed 3 so that you understand. Yep. And what that I love next Patreon about this, this trio. So you've got Michael B. Jordan, um, you have Coogler, you have mm -hmm. Stallone, right? And what, like, it packs a punch not to be like, right. that's like the only time as a film critic I can sit, because it does. Like, those three people <laughs> yeah. know how to tell stories in the way that uh, other people can't. And the way that we see this go is the first Creed movie, it's still very much a Stallone, Rocky film. Mm -hmm. You see a little bit of Coogler in there, but he doesn't over Coogler it, right? right. Um, and, and Michael B. Jordan, it's his first chance in, his character is growing as is he. Right. Then he's in Black Panther with Coogler mm -hmm. as one of the best Marvel villains that they've ever thrown away. Mm -hmm. um, and then he comes back for Creed II. Um, with Creed not directed by Coogler, not directed by Coogler, um, but still has the same essence as the first movie. You don't feel like it's been directed to by a totally different person. It still, to me, has it feels like a continued story. It doesn't yeah. feel like a jarring. Know, 
Yeah. Like I some of the Star Wars I movies, you can tell that stuff. you have different directors for each movie because there it, right. there's a big difference. Um, and then when you get into three, um, you have Michael B. Jordan as director and actor, and you have Stallone and Kugler as producers. Right. Um, and it's such a mesh where they all have points where it stands out so much, but I just love how it doesn't hit you over the head. The progression of three, these three movies is so great for me. And in the first one, how, when they're developing this character and you get to see all the places that we've seen in Rocky. And so we're getting this reminiscence and we're getting this, you know, we get the gym and we get, you know, comments of people. And I just love when he walks into Rocky's restaurant and he's just kind of dismissing him as like, Hey man, yeah. You know, just, and he's like, was he, you know, was he good? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, who are you? He doesn't mm -hmm. say who are you, but, and he's like, who do you think I am? Are you a, are you a cousin? Yeah. And he's You're like, a cousin he, of his? No. he's like, you can, cause he kept saying all of these things that only someone very close to Rocky would know. Right. And he's bringing up names and instances and people. And then you've got all these pictures on the wall that bring you back um, to those things that we remember. And then he's, you can call Marianne, the house number is still, still on, you know? And, yeah. and he's like, Oh, that's, you know, that's right. You haven't seen her since the funeral. And you can tell that that hits him you know, in this place, like he knew, like he already starts hitting him in yeah. these places, yeah. you know, emotionally. Well, and I, I like how they've set him apart so early. Like mm -hmm. when he's, it, he's at the gym and he's just so raw, but he's so arrogant and he like puts his car keys up in the fight, you know, and then just completely gets his clock. Clocked <laughs> out. Yeah. Well, I, I really, really love that scene now that you're talking about where he he's introducing himself to Rocky because that could have gone really, really poorly. And it just goes so well between the two actors and the mm -hmm. way that they portray these characters. And and as the relationship develops and, you know, Rocky is very hesitant to train him. And I love that because it's easy to think back and be like, well, yeah, because things didn't go so well with Tommy, you know, and he doesn't want to get into that side of the fight scene anymore. And he's right. wanting to move on. And he got that wolf out of him in Rocky Balboa. He's done. Like he doesn't need to get in there and do it. And I love that because there's so much history and so much story there. And you can see that playing out in the character that we see there. And so everything that he's doing where he's hesitant to take him on as a fighter and hesitant to train him and hesitant to do anything. It's like, yeah, because he's been beat up emotionally. He's kind of just done until right. he comes into his life. Mm -hmm. And we're all like, yeah, we don't blame you because it, it's been rough, you know. And it feels earned. And yeah. I, I, I appreciated that. that it, it stayed true to these characters that we knew already. Yeah. Um, but and he's and I you talked about his performance, Stallone's performance in this one. And he has some great lines. I mean, like when. uh she yells down. She's like, your uncle's white. He's like, yeah, I've been for a long time. Like, it's just like a great lucky. Yep. I've been well, for a long time. We're like, when he says, it's in the cloud already. Yeah. He looks up like, what cloud? Well, and I love that scene so much when he shows up. He just went and trained. He's just being treated like whoever off the street. Right. Like, dude, here's this. I'll check on you from time to time. He shows up. Um, you know, but the first time he hears the word John, when he's like, 
he goes to Tessa Thompson's character and he's like, I need to wake up and work out. And she's like, oh, you need to wake up and get your, your Johns on. And like, I did not know what that meant. Um, yeah. It means everything. Like you could use it for whatever. Um, and so she just didn't take him seriously. And he's like, okay, thanks. She slams the door and then turns the music up louder. And then he goes and works out the next day, shows up at the restaurant really early, helps him unpack the truck. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, do you have anything you know, that can help me move my hands faster. And he's like, well, there's a guy at the gym and he's really good. And he's like, yeah, but he's not, he's, he's always busy with this other guy and he's, and I can't get anybody to train me. And he's like, but you're a creed. And he's like, no, I'm not. I want to be on my own. I'm Johnson, Mm -hmm. you know? And he really wanted, and that, that moment right there is something that has to stick with the viewer through all three movies because it gets thrown back in his face so many times that he didn't put his time in Uh that he just got pulled up because he was a creed. That wasn't his decision. He didn't out himself as a creed. It was outed for him. He didn't do that. He didn't want that. That's again, him fighting his father, not in the, the way that you think, because he grows massive respect for his dad and stops having so much anger towards him, but he wanted to make it on his own and all the way through the third movie that's thrown in his face. And I I think that's so true for so many, you know, like you want to be like, I can't even imagine being the, the child of somebody very, very, very famous. And you want to follow in that same profession, Mm -hmm. like the, the pressure, the the anxiety, the stress, the everything has got to be mm-hmm. so overwhelming. And I have mad respect for those people who are like, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it on my terms in my way. Mm-hmm. And that I think is, is such a good character trait for Adonis. Yeah. yeah. But I think that also sets the precedence of a lot of things that happen by the end of this movie, a lot of things that happen in two, and a lot of things that happen in three was like just him being told over and over that he doesn't owe anyone anything Mm -hmm. and that he has no guilt for anything. And that when you have the opportunity to do something, you take it, you work your butt off, you get back up and you do it again. Um, And I think that's why I love these movies so much because from the first Rocky movie to now, that's it. Like you take the opportunities, you take the hits Mm -hmm. and you keep going. Yeah. Jake, you were going to say something. I don't remember what I was okay. going to say, Tracy. Oh, okay. Sorry. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> but, and, and, and it's kind of fun because I've, I've watched now the last, the, the first two Creed movies again, just this last week. And um, down in Florida, the, the ACS team, American Cancer Society, um, our team was running for the, the uh, Princess Half Marathon, um, 5K, 10K, and, and half. And I actually volunteered to help track some of our runners that were nervous that were like, okay, I don't feel like I'm, I just, I need that little push. And so we were tracking them. We had a group of people tracking them. We're sending them text messages. Okay. Here's where your next water stop is. Here's where your next first aid stop is. How are you holding up? These guys, they're starting off. It's like 70 degrees and 90 plus percent humidity. I'm like, I'm like, it's 27 and snowing here, you know, (laughs) (laughs) But I stole um, one of the lines that I modified it from Creed and where he says, one step, one punch, one mm-hmm. round of time. And I was, and there, I had a couple of people, 
there were a bunch of people who were like, they were just flying. They were just fine. It was just like, do I have time to stop and take a picture with a character? And then I had other runners who were like the balloon ladies, which are the, the unofficial end of the race people. Um, if you fall behind them, you're most likely going to get swept. And they're like, they're right on my tail. How, how am I going to do this? And so I stole that line and I said, it's one breath, one step, one mile at a time. And, it, mm -hmm. and, and it, that really was a lot of fun to think about the creed. And now, you know, and it's like, it's almost more stressful tracking people than it is running because I can't do anything about the outcome. Like I can only see the little figures on the map slowly moving. And so yeah. to be able to like, to, to use that phrase and, and to help people through was really, really, really fun. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest things that people don't always recognize and why, um, you know, top athletes don't always make the best coaches because mm -hmm. it's a totally different mindset to go it's from it when it's you against yourself or you against whoever, and you're in complete control. You decide yeah. how far you can go. You decide what barriers you can break through. You decide like it's all within your control. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, unless you just drop down dead and that's out of your control, but like, don't do that. But <laughs> But it's, it's, but it's very different to transition to that coach mentality or that trainer mentality of how do I help this person dig deeper mm -hmm. and push more and keep going? I can't get in, And I think for Rocky, that that's the challenge, right? Because he tried it once with Tommy. Right. And it didn't work. And now how do you get that? You, you can't be in the ring with them. The you can't be the one taking the punches or throwing the punches. How do you? get that person to dig deeper and go further. Well, and this is even harder for him because this is Apollo Creed's son. This isn't just a guy. This is yeah. the child of your nemesis slash best friend. Who you blame yourself is dead for his father's death. Yeah. Yeah. You blame yourself that, that Creed is dead. Mm -hmm. Um, because, because you should have thrown in the towel. Do. And he mentions that, you know, a couple of times in this movie. And of course it plays a more integral role in Creed two and we'll get there next week. But like, that's his mentality. If he had done things differently, if he was a better trainer, if mm -hmm. he was a better corner guy, Apollo would still be there with them. But yeah, he's failed twice basically as a trainer. And now yeah. he's being asked to bring this all back in. Yeah, with Apollo's kid. Mm -hmm. And Apollo's widow doesn't want him fighting at all. And yeah, I mean, she's like totally upset about it. You know, she's like to she's, the point where I've had to carry him up the stairs. Uh, I've had yeah. to clean him up after going to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I've had to do these things. I saved, you know, I brought you home not to be this. And yeah. he had choices. He was working in an office in a job yep. that he hated. And then he goes to Rocky and Rocky says, office. yeah, he's like, I can hear that you speak well, you have an education, you have a choice. And he's like, I don't have a choice, you know? And I think that if you, and I kind of go back to like what Dave does for a living, like Dave's a tattoo artist. And in his mind, he has, he doesn't have a choice to do anything else because that's the only thing that he wants to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you find that one thing that is like that you love working so much, like we're going to go on a vacation for two weeks and for three days of that, 
he's going to be tattooing because if not, we couldn't go on that vacation. He gets twitchy. He has yeah. to be doing what he loves, you know? And not I think while that... he's tattooing, he doesn't get no. twitchy while he's no. tattooing. No. For those, no. It's very, very good. <laughs> but I mean, when you find someone that finds something that they have to do, yeah, that is yeah. so tied to them that that's what they have to do. They don't have a choice. Yeah. They could, they they're talented enough to do other things. But I think people that don't do what that don't have that connection to something don't mm -hmm. understand that they don't have a choice. Right. Well, and I think, you know, in Rocky's mind, he never had a choice because of the circumstances he was in. It wasn't yeah. because fighting made him, you know, was like what he, his desire, his heart's what it was. That's what I knew how to do. And yeah. I was somewhat good at it. I could take a yeah. lot of punches and, so if you, in his mind, if I had a choice to do anything else, I would have done it. I but do. it's interesting when he's, when he's sitting in the um, restaurant um, with, it's Bianca is her name, right? Bianca? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she's like, so why do you want to be a fighter? And he's like, he gives her the whole spiel about my dad was a fighter and, you know, he died before I was born and whatever. And he's like, why do you want to be a singer? She's like, because when I'm up there singing, I feel alive. Mm -hmm. And like the look on his face as it hits him. And that's what he doesn't realize. He's given all of these excuses and reasons why he needs to be yeah. a fighter. And he ties it all back to his dad. But I think that was a moment where he realizes that's what drives him is that's when he feels alive. That's his, you know, and whatever that passion is for, for you, for, you know, discovering that and then pursuing that is a, big big deal and i think it it takes a lot to do it but for him at first it's all of these other reasons and then he realizes when you know starts to realize when she says that that like you said val it's something a lot deeper yeah and and just i love the actress who plays uh paulo creed's widow like she's so great some of the lines that she delivers are just such zingers it's just fantastic you know when, when she's like yeah i carried him up the stairs he had broken ribs he couldn't you know, couldn't clean up after himself. And I don't want to see that from you. And, but then at the end where she's like cheering him on, it's just, it's just so great. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. The cool she, thing about, um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Felicia Rashad yeah. is who that is. And um, I mean, a lot of people know her from many different things, mainly um, the Cosby show. But the cool thing about her is that um, she is, she is a professor as well. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And she, she has taught so many people over the years. Um, and she, well, not, a, she's now the Dean. I think she's the Dean. Let me see. She's the Dean. Yeah. At the college of fine arts at Howard university. Um, okay, cool. and she was a professor there and she not only had, um, Michael B. Jordan as a student, but she also had, Wakanda Forever star, the, the Black Panther, um, Chadwick Boseman as a student. And a fun fact. And this is like, because I, wow. I just respect her so much as she has helped so many actors that really like it gives me, I, I have, I wish I could show you the goosebumps on my arm right now, but yeah. she has helped so many actors that I respect so much come up 
um, in this business and they respect her so much. So not only is she hugely successful as an actress and a filmmaker, but she is the Dean of students and helps others and was a professor that helped Chadwick Boseman get to where he was. Um, and they had such a deep relationship. Um, but that's just how all of this is connected. Um, you know, is really cool. If you ever have a chance to to go read the story of Felicia Rashad um, and everything that she's done, like you will be super impressed if you're not already impressed. Um, but I think she brings this, this, and I'll use it gravitas um, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. this story. Um, you know, these actors, they're all fantastic, these filmmakers, but she brings something that I don't think we could have gotten from anyone else. Um, and uh, I don't, I just really appreciate people that are good at what they do. And then when they get to the height of their career, they take the time to help people get to the same place. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just, uh, that's something I didn't know. You guys didn't know that. I didn't know that. But, um, but yeah, so, um, when you kind of go, you can watch, um, some things, I think they're probably on YouTube now about Chadwick Boseman and, uh, Felicia Rashad has a lot to say. He has a lot to say about her when they interviewed him, um, a while ago, um, and their relationship was pretty powerful. So. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. That's a, I, I knew her mostly just as Claire Huxtable from the yeah, Cosby show <laughs> or she was, and she was amazing in that show, by mm -hmm. the way, that, yeah. Um, and she's, it, that she was show, the anchor, the anchor of that awesome. show in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and I also knew she was married to Ahmad Rashad, but that's all I, I did. Not that. <laughs> I'm learning all sorts of stuff. <laughs> but, I like, I, yo, go ahead. No, go ahead, Tracy. I was just going to say, I, I love the fact that there's not a weak performance in this movie. Like no. even the, even the, I think he's a real fighter, isn't he? The, the end guy, the yeah the Irish guy. I think he's an actual. Yeah, there's in all three movies, there are actual um, boxers and fighters yeah. in and, all three movies, he, which is nice. There, there's not a weak performance. Like sometimes you get the athlete turned actor and you're like, Meh. You know, and this, mm -hmm. I mean, like, there's not a, a weak performance across the board. But that's where your yeah. directing comes in, Absolutely. you know, that good Absolutely. directing and good writing um, comes well, in. And, there's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Val. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was done. Okay. Um, I, I agree. I think that's the directing and the writing. And you take somebody who's not necessarily an actor and mm -hmm. you don't give them a whole lot of range, right? Like, you keep them, like, look, this is your... This little is your box. box. We want you to stay in that. <laughs> and that's what you know. And then you get a good performance. It's when you take somebody and say, now we want you to reach and go. Eh. That doesn't always and work. And a good director needs to know where that range is and how to yeah. get that out of people. And I think Kugler does a great job uh, with that, with the boxers. Yeah. And I seriously, it, just go back. And if you haven't watched Creed for a while, go back and watch those fight scenes. Like they are choreographed brilliantly. Some of these shots are like, four minutes and they're intense. Like it's not just like a one motion, like somebody throws a punch and then we're cutting. Like mm -hmm. this is a seriously choreographed, like they have to know this stuff. Cause if you throw a punch and you, and you don't throw it correctly, somebody's going to get seriously injured and you've got, you've got to worry about lighting. You've got to worry about the lens and keeping the, the, the depth of field. So you get the, everything in focus and you've got to keep 
everybody else out of the shot and you got to keep out of the way of the fighters and they have to know where you are and where they are with each other. It's, I can't even imagine how difficult those scenes were to, to put together into film. It's mind blowing. And for a second film and a first uh, action film, it's incredible. The guy is just incredibly talented. Of course, went on to do Black Panther and Wakanda Forever, got nominated for an Academy Award. I mean, I'm I'm just so excited to see where he I'm I'm a fan. I will watch anything he does moving forward. Yeah. Yep. He's definitely done quite a bit to establish himself and um he's he's good. There's just so much talent there for sure. Yeah. When you think about Rocky movies for me, um, and Creed brings it in is you think about music. Um, that's what ties mm-hmm. all of these fantastic scenes together. Um, and and uh, Ludwig, I always hit, I can't gr- pronounce his name. Yeah, Grandson. I don't know. Um, yeah, sure. He he does uh, the soundtrack and uh, the score for um, Creed One and Creed Two. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I love it because when you pay attention to the Rocky movies, almost all of the songs that are picked, except for a few of like the top hits are all from the East coast. They're East coast. They're close to where, you know, they're musicians that are close to where he's from Mm -hmm. that represent that feel. And when you get into Creed, because we're going back and forth to LA to Philly, you get a little bit dipped from both sides because not only are you on the East coast and you're in Philly and we have some of those things, but then you have, um, you know, this other musician, Tessa Thompson's character, and mm-hmm. she actually does sing um, at least one great song, voice. great voice. But so we have some um, influences from the West Coast as well. Um, and then as we get closer and closer to Creed being in L.A., they almost move to all L.A. And then when we get into Creed three, it's like some of my favorite L.A. hip hop, like throwback, just fight like these these artists that have fought to be where they are too like it almost made me tear up when i heard some of these artists play in the movie because i know who they are some Mm -hmm. of them are not with us anymore and it just goes so much with everything that has been rocky from the beginning on how hard the music hits as well as the cinematography hits as well as the Mm -hmm. acting and the story um you know so Uh, just this the soundtrack to this movie i played and played and played and played and played forever and then when two came out i mean i i still play rocky two or i mean creed two when i'm at the gym like i it's it's usually cycled between that um and into the spider-verse so that's one thing i've always enjoyed with the rocky series is how they mix in the songs that you know that you sing along with like eye of the tiger and right and things like that with the score mm-hmm. and they continue that through creed and creed too and i appreciate that um and i love that that mixing of styles like you said val like mm-hmm. it does tell that story and it's and ludwig Gorenson, like he keeps showing up everywhere this guy's yeah. doing everything he's won like how many three academy awards yeah. in the last three years <laughs> i think and and like when you think of anything that's come out recently that you're like, oh yeah, that had some that great good. music behind it, and then you look, you're like, oh, it was it was Ludwig again, like yeah. The Mandalorian <laughs> is Ludwig Gorenson. Yeah, um, he's he's our generation's uh, John Williams. Uh, maybe that's a. <laughs> I, I just 
it's so hard i, I know to put that kind of label on somebody no i don't want this generation's john williams let's just keep it but yeah but that same kind of thing just very prolific yes at least um i i have to say in terms of soundtrack rocky four that was that was my jam like i had that on cassette tape and i i wore out three cassette tape versions because i would listen to that on my walkman and yeah hearts on fire uh there's no easy way out <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just uh, the instrumentals, yeah, but and it carries over. And I'm not as into the the rap and hip hop, but I can still appreciate it, and I can still enjoy it. So it doesn't hit me as hard as it does for you, Val. But I can still appreciate that and enjoy. And and you mentioned Val that you use it when you're working out, and I mm -hmm. feel like that's kind of a must for these kind of movies. Like the soundtrack mm -hmm. should make you feel like you're in the middle of your own training montage. Yeah, like yeah. that should I be mean, a part of what. It yeah, when we get into Creed 2 um, next week, I mean, that movie, when we talk about movies that represent a time of your life, that movie came out in the beginning of my divorce. Mm. And taking it one step, one punch, one, like I would, that was over, like that's probably going to be tattooed on my body um, mm -hmm. because I watched that movie all the time. It was also the worst experience in a theater for a pre-screening. I can't wait to share this story oh. with you that I can't believe happened at a critic pre-screening. Um, like I will remember it forever. And then I went back to see it again because that was such a bad experience. And then I got an even worse experience when I went. It was just like, can't I, I just see this movie stories. in peace? <laughs> I do not know these stories. I'm intrigued. I'm excited to hear them. <laughs> so i saw that it. movie six times in the theater mainly because the first two times i saw it i wanted to punch babies in the face you literally. had to you had to get that taste out of your mouth <laughs> <laughs> usually the critics the critic screenings are usually pretty low-key and mellow and well this one was like both it's like the ones that we do where it's public slash critic okay screenings. Uh -huh. um so it was mixed um okay. and so i'm going to get into something i believe in firmly next week Okay. Um, about taking kids to screenings. Oh, uh, yes. Um, but it was also Creed 2. Um, the second screening that I saw of it was my first date in a divorce, in my uh, divorce. So, mm. yeah, we'll get into all of that. But, like, again, you see a movie, you hear a song, and it takes you to a that moment in your life that you will remember forever. Yeah. Um, good, bad, ugly, whatever. Um, but... But yeah, I think, and I think that's what Creed is all about though. Like Creed is able to capture not only the a time in your life or the time in the character's life, but a time that's going on in the world, uh -huh. but it's not so smack you in the face with it. Right. Um, right. As some movies it. can be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we give Creed a grade, we would like to remind you or invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, make sure you like this video and comment below with your favorite movie soundtrack. Since we've kind of ended on that as we got to this point, uh, we'd love to hear about it uh, from you. Not um, just Rocky or Creed, any soundtrack. Any soundtrack, any soundtrack you want. So uh, for me, this movie is an A. Um, I just, I love the Rocky series. Like I said at the beginning, um, and this is a great way to reboot it and to keep 
it going. It has the same feel as a Rocky movie. There are moments that are very similar. You know, Rocky's got the moments where he's running and and the whole city's like running with him basically, and the kids are following him and everything. You know, and that's mirrored with with Donnie as he's running, and you've got the motorcycles yeah. circling around him and things like that, and just stuff like that where it takes the same kind of um, feeling and emotions that are in the Rocky movies and brings them into the 21st century um, in a new way. And it's just kind of exciting and fun. So I, for me, this is an A. Yeah. I, uh, I love the acting in this, the cinematography, the directing. Um, This is, this is, it feels so fresh. It's like, it's a familiar story. It's a familiar um, movie, but yet it feels like it's a whole different direction. It's a fresh take on it, which I think is fantastic i'm with you jake this is a great way to reboot it um and and put us into a different direction i think this is stallone's best work um of all the pieces that i've seen him do um a for me it's an a for me as well i don't think that's a surprise um you know i was a fan of the rocky movies growing up and then when i went to see this movie um and i knew i was already becoming a fan of michael b jordan because of some previous things I had seen him in. Um, And then I saw it and I just loved the take on it. Like you said, um, Tracy, it's, it's everything that we love about Rocky. It's, it's not new, but it was fresh. They did it in such a respectable way um, Mm -hmm. and a way that made sense. It didn't feel forced Mm -hmm. that we were getting this story. It felt natural that we were getting this story. Um, And that again, the acting was great to be able to see Felicia Rashad, on the big screen again. Um, and even though she doesn't have a lot of screen time, every time she's there, we're at full attention. Yeah. Um, and that remains throughout all three movies. Um, and so, yeah, this is, this is an A for me. There you go. Triple A rated Creed. Uh, if you have not watched Creed for a while, it's time to pull it out and check it out again. Creed 3 is in theaters. We will be bringing you our review of that through our Patreon uh, very soon. You won't want to miss that. Um, and uh, oh, oh, Check out our spoiler-free review that we did right after the movie when we saw it on Tuesday. Yep. yep. Um, and uh, we appreciate it on the big screen. Yeah, we've, we've talked about it, how much it makes a difference to see movies with certain people and things like that. Sometimes it just makes a difference to see a movie with yeah. people. And so and this, this go to the theaters, it. check it out. This is one that you want to be there cheering with the crowd. I'm sure, um, you know, I, I always go back to, we saw, we saw Endgame in a critics uh-huh. screening and it was a very small crowd. Mm-hmm. And there are moments in that movie where going back and seeing it with a big crowd opening weekend made a huge difference. I, I loved Endgame the first time I saw it, yes. but man, on your See left the audience is so much more powerful with the audience or when he catches the hammer, the like, hammer. trust me guys, you gotta, you gotta see these things with an audience. So go see this movie. Um, and uh, we appreciate your support. Make sure you follow us in all the places. Um, thank you so much for everything. And we won't see you at the movies. Unless you come to one of our screenings. <laughs> we might. This has been an Age of Geek media production. 